This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host Ajit. In today's episode, we have a really special guest, uh, somebody whom I've been wanting to interview for a while or have on our podcast for a while, Sandeepan Banerjee. Well, he's a cricket uh, journalist as well as I think he covers a lot of other cricketing events around the world. Hello Sandeepan, welcome to the podcast. Hello Ajit, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I hope uh, you're doing good as well. I think it's a little bit late for you, but I hope uh, this will not be an issue. Uh, no, no, I'm quite used to, you know, I'm quite used to do late night work coming from a newspaper background also. So, yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> no problem. Fantastic. So, I would say, let's start right there. Uh, how did you decide to pursue cricket journalism or cricket scribe, as you call yourself, uh, as your career? Ah, well, I've been around for the last 10 years, I guess, in this uh, cricket journalism field. Um, actually, what happened since after like college or maybe after my post-graduation, I always wanted to work in cricket. Um, so, you know, things also when maybe, you know, back in India that time, there is a lot of lot of money in cricket journalism, but still I took a risk. Um, thankfully, I in my initial days I got to uh, got the opportunity to work for Cricket Country, and had a wonderful team there. Had a wonderful uh, editorial team which guided me a lot, learned a lot from there. Um, covered the 2015 World Cup from desk. Uh, then I started thinking that desk was probably not my cup of tea because I have like I have also worked in vernacular media in Kolkata back in 2011 and all. So Mirap, actually my first assignment as a journalist, cricket journalist, was a World Cup game between I think uh, South Africa and Ireland at the Eden Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I started with the World Cup as a, as a trainee journalist. I was sent. I was. I did not have accreditation also that time. So I, I covered that game from uh, from the. I watched the game from the stands. Then I wrote a piece for my Bengali newspaper. Uh, so that was my first on ground coverage, and then you know, I covered my first Test match back in um, 2012, Hyderabad, India, New Zealand. So yeah, after that, I then I shifted to desk for a while, like for next two three years. Later, I thought that desk was probably not my cup of tea, so I took full I I took a risk actually. I left my full time job with Z and started freelancing. And since then, I have been freelancing. Since twenty seventeen, I have been freelance. I I have been working as a freelance cricket journalist. Well, looking at your output. Um... And the reach you have, I think it's so far been a success. Well, so well, hopefully, some tough choices, but well done. Thank you. How's the view from within the journalist box when it comes to? So I've, I've been in the audience of an international game, right, or an IPL game. 
how different is it if you are sitting in the journalist box because you have a bunch of your colleagues sitting around you but i'm more interested in what sort of a chatter goes around it depends uh, ajit uh, like if you are covering cricket in the uk the chatter is little bit different if you are if you are covering cricket in india the chatter is little bit different the view also yeah i mean obviously you get probably one of the best seats in the in the ground to watch the game you have internet connectivity you can bring your laptop there so you can work also uh, anything you miss you have a television access as well so you can um, you know so uh, as a professional i would say that obviously um, the view from the press box is uh, like i have se- like i have been watching cricket since my childhood on on uh, from the stands but after uh, i started working i started uh, getting the access of the press box and working for my organizations for my news uh, for my uh, like working during big events like icc events um i believe that yes you can say that that as a professional i like the view of the press box but whenever i have a little bit of you know off time i try to especially in while covering cricket in the uk or any other sena countries because in india you cannot go out of the press box and sit in the stands there are restrictions but in the uk or on the sena countries you can do that so i probably like to sit with the crowd talk cricket and also watch uh, you know during the game so i personally i um, you know i prefer the stand, uh, view from the stands interesting i mean from what i hear it's almost like you are sitting in your living room because you have your laptop you have internet you have a comfortable seat you have a good view and you have a tv to watch replays if you miss something right and you have some intelligent minds to you know talk about cricket also in the press box but you, at times at times you know what happens on those boxes you miss the vibe vibe of the crowd you know sometimes that you also need that and coming from kolkata watching all my cricket in at the eden gardens at the old eden gardens you know i always miss miss that vibe so whenever i get time i try to you know sit in the stands talk with fans you know maybe uh, i have met a, like a lot of interesting fans do, while doing this you know somebody coming to cricket from watching uh, you know traveling all the way from iceland to watch india play so that those kind of stories i get from you know while i am at the stands would you like to recall any one special incident you were talking about uh, you know a guy or a person from iceland coming to watch the game but any specific incident that you would like to recall uh, in the stands while you were watching the game oh i, I absolutely i think I, i i think i have recorded it also uh, i was covering the 100 test match of bangladesh bangladesh they were playing in sri lanka uh, at the p sara oval yeah uh, so i got uh, so I, like i got bored at the at the press box and i started to walk around and talk to people and then i met pars percy their chief sri lanka super fan and the stories he shared of his journeys yeah. early days and how he started uh, traveling with the team and all those stories those are fascinating stories i mean we we have chatted for around 2 hours i guess so yeah some of the parts i think i have recorded also but i am not sure whether the uh, how where the video is at this point but i think i think some wonderful stories he shared with me wonderful to hear also now if you were to go one step back you never tried cricket yourself never tried to play it yourself 
I still play. Ah, <laughs> uh, so basically, yeah, I I have I have played cricket. Not probably uh, at the school level, at the college level, some university level also. Uh, but I also these days I also still play. Um, what can I say? Gully cricket or the competitive version of the gully cricket. Not just not just for fun. Maybe I played some tournaments also. uh yeah sometimes i captain also i i captain my team also so yeah i i, I still play cricket i play media cricket whenever there is a media game uh, during tours and all so i i try to try to try to play those matches perfect uh, so yeah i'm always ready to play even on during my tour sometimes on some some of my tours i travel with my uh, you know cricket shoes any opportunity to get uh, to play cricket i just Yeah, I just love to take that. I think I got an op- opportunity. I was covering the 2016 Under-19 World Cup in Bangladesh. Uh, I think in an informal session, the Bangladesh Under-19 team was having. So I I asked them, "Can I bowl at the nets?" And they allowed me. Yeah, yeah. It was not a net actually. It oh, was wow. they are just playing just outside the you know playing informal cricket out just outside the ground. so i said can i join and uh, yeah yeah in sri lanka i was right. traveling in i think dambula uh, when i fa- saw that a group of young kids were playing cricket so i joined them i had a, a lot of fun with them playing cricket so yeah i played cricket i think i played cricket in new zealand south africa england obviously in india in sri lanka in bangladesh yeah i have played cricket uh, at some places i guess I think uh, you could almost boast of as many places you played cricket as an international cricketer. <laughs> oh no, no, that's no really. big achievement. I think <laughs> uh, my performances could have been better. I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you ask me, I would probably still. Actually, the thing is, that's if okay. you cover that's cricket okay. in the UK and all, so uh, at times what happens? The the press conference, for, for example, at the Oval, the press conference room is at the underground next. Where the underground nets is. So when just we uh, we were waiting for players and anything, I I just take the ball and ask someone, can you bat? So I can I just uh, started bowling. <laughs> I think I think recently Melinda Farrell shared a, v- a video of Bharat Sundareshwaran bowling at the nets. I think at the, the on that video I was batting at the other right. end. So we had all those kind of. And there are other other you know cricket uh, enthusiastic. All journalists as well, who also you know sometimes accompany us, and we just whenever we get an opportunity, whenever we get a uh, place to play cricket, we just play. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, you are well. You remain a hardcore cricket fan. That's what every cricket fan does, right? I mean, if you go at the back of a stadium uh, stand, you probably see a few people playing there. So you know, you go relive those. same memories or you probably try the shot that kohli tried or somebody in front of you on the other side of the stand right so why not fantastic fantastic to hear the flame burns bright right so now we've been talking about really you know uh, positive things but as a journalist who have gone through so many countries are you are you able to relate any let's say less than savory events uh, that you had to encounter as a journalist nothing as of i can remember i have experienced uh, some interesting matches uh, but like uh, but i cannot remember any you know memory which i don't want to remember so far and so far i have been i guess i have been lucky 
lovely i mean i hope it stays that way throughout your career maybe hopefully hopefully now uh if you were to come to some of the action from on field so there have been two one day internationals that are currently ongoing so one of them is the india australia game the other is the pakistan england series right so that's the t20 internationals right ah you're right absolutely yeah. <laughs> both are t20 internationals i'm mark both as t20 odis okay my bad in any case going back to this one so did you get a chance to see either of these games maybe you covered one of them no i am not covering i'm t- currently i'm on a break uh i have seen the india australia one i have followed the england game on social media okay. um i was excited to see uh, you know the return of chris folks uh, but unfortunately he did not play <laughs> the game right um yeah i was looking to looking forward to see phil sold back because i have seen him from close quarters in the 100 recently uh-huh. um so i was exciting to see um, see how he replaces jason roy in the team in the scheme of things uh for england india game obviously uh, i i obviously i followed it all via uh, you know i watched the online streaming of the game Yeah, so still a few things to do for India, I guess, is the death bowling. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Well, having made 207, they failed to defend it. So, you are surprised by the way how Chris Green has actually responded to being promoted up to order at all? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I was expecting English to open the innings. Um, uh, but Chris Green was, was... I think, I think, I think he is... taking this game as an opportunity to show the selectors that he that he is not a, in in the world t20 uh, squad in the australian squad and that was the mistake of the selectors i guess he is taking these games as an opportunity to you know show the show the mirror to the selectors well that was such a mature innings i mean it took the pressure of the entire top order those runs he 60 absolutely absolutely at, and at a at a position where um, you know he hasn't batted much absolutely i mean i don't think he's played many competitive games at uh, as an opener because it's just, it's something that's not easily acquired right that skill set so very well done him yeah yeah and india 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 remember india had a very good new ball attack ubi and umbes both are very good absolutely. both are very good new ball bowlers i mean that's one thing that was one talking point because he was rightly declared the man of the match right so his 61 of 30 and then he also took a couple of catches well he his overs were a bit costly but the other perspective is the the way the game finished so it was wade who actually won the mm. game i mean for me because he took them to 100 green and then he got out but then the other 100 runs were made around with josh english tim david and then mainly matthew wade so matthew right? wade of so, course What are your thoughts on this? Because I was actually doubting whether he'll even be a part of the Australia eleven if both Stoinis and Marsh are fit. Well, uh, Wade is a very underrated figure. I guess we've seen his performance throughout the year. Um, I think I think Wade is a very good utility cricketer, and he, you can trust him. At a, a, he's a very flexible batsman, so you can put him at any position. You can ask ask him to open, he will open. He can bat number three, like he used to do for Gujarat. He can he can be a finisher, uh, and he's like very capable. He has the shots uh, to adapt to those conditions. Um, if you have seen the way he batted uh, in that in that game on the other day, 
and like he 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 was the way he was preempting the way he was you know as making the bowlers bowl to his channels to his liking i think it is incredible i think i think one of the best finishers uh, i uh, finish match finishing innings i have seen and i have i think people on twitter they were saying that matthew wade is doing what india want dk to do probably <laughs> Absolutely, or Ashley would want Tim David, or would think Tim David would do. But uh, yeah, I I, actually, I thought that Tim David is their uh, is their uh, you know a fast choice finisher, and Wade will be a sub will will play the supporting role. But cricket is a funny game. Always, always, right? So now, from India perspective, if you were to look about the finishing, so. the overs i would say 17 18 19 were the ones that really cost india the game yeah. two of those were bowled by bhuvi one by harshal mm. i mean in theory these are the designated finishers if bumrah is not there bumrah is there it's a different story mm. do you think the captain could have done something differently maybe given umesh an over there ah uh, like if you have seen umesh at the death over even in ipl also he's not a very good death over bowler um well hmm. i what captain could have done i think they would have asked bhuvi to bowl just one over in the, that phase between 16 to 20th um maybe one over more for hardik maybe um also harshal is coming back from an injury he hasn't played competitive cricket for a while um but you never because these games have been played so that india can test these bowlers right and uh, so if rohit sharma probably uh, not did not give harshal that over how how you would have tested him that whether he is good enough to bowl at, i think he is expected to bowl at least three overs in between in the second half of the innings in world cup so if you want to groom him from the world cup you have to put him at those you know pressure situations indeed yeah it's probably a learning curve more than you know the results of this because especially they don't really count exactly yeah any international game that result of any i i i personally believe that any result of an international game should count that's but if you look at the larger perspective india is trying out few options um so you know and considering that harshal is coming back from injury coming back from a layover i think i i lot i i will probably need more sample size to say that that probably harshal should not feature in the playing 11 in the world cup the sample size is at this point is very low well i can understand so i would say maybe a few more overs from these people and maybe bumrah so i was always under the impression right when india lost those close games previously mm-hmm. because harshal and bumrah were not there mm-hmm. at least in the asia cup right it was a similar thing and i said come on because the both these both were not there probably they were not as good as you know the indian finishing bowling finishing was not as good pubi was good really good always up front but towards the end he's not that good i think ashdeep was also quite good ashdeep was definitely good and he he's probably missing out here because uh, well harshal has to fit in and one day bumrah comes back is there any chance because bhuvi is used really up front and not very well at the back end of the innings any chance harshdeep may fit in ahead of bhuvi for you once both uh, bumrah and harshal are fully fit and firing ah mm, uh, it's look uh, looks tough because if you look at indian's bowling plan they need someone with the new ball ball expertise as well right 
so you cannot bowl two overs or, or three overs of bhubi in the with the new ball right you have to keep at least two overs for of him for the back end harshal is more of a death over bowler ashadeep is also more of a death over bowler um and so who will bowl the top bowl with the new ball they need someone with, with the bhubi skills to bowl with the new ball and if you have seen bhubi's performance in the uk against england the spells he bowled with the new ball i think that was the deciding factor uh, that was the deciding factor of the series the t20 series so i think i think i think they probably bhubi will go to australia as india's first choice bowler but if his performance you know um the graph of his performance goes downwards then i think i think probably yes then they have to then be desperate situation then they have to probably play ashadeep right let's see or maybe maybe there will be a, a match up between harshal harshal and ashadeep because if harshal's form you know what we have seen obviously he will get better but if he doesn't then obviously ashadeep uh, will come into the scheme of things for a, play, a spot in the first choice 11 you know uh, all of this talk of a left arm around the wicket guy i mean what happened to natarajan we've not heard from him at all i think i think he's injured right it's it's been injured for a while now almost a year i mean he's suddenly gone off the boil at least in the fans minds i think yes i think i think uh, and i think he's injured i cannot confirm you with 100% uh, but i think he's currently uh, recovering but natarajan was an would have been an exceptional option natarajan the way executes his skills at the death overs um i think i think probably after bumrah he is india's at that point with that form he was india's uh, you know best death over bowlers after bumrah bowler yeah well i mean because you brought up the name i wanted to finish it off in that uh, note bumrah so he'll play this world cup he'll probably play the upcoming Uh, limited overs world cup as well in 2023 but then after that given that he's sometimes injury prone and you know given his how how his action can take a toll on his body do you think india should then probably let him pick and choose or the management themselves make some moves so that they pick and choose him because he can win test matches for me that comes little bit above you know the limited overs cricket but what are your thoughts on this if you have seen the workload ma- workload management of the current uh, you know indian think tank uh, i think i think they are already you know picking um, not, not expo- over exposing bumrah so if you have seen the amount of cricket he has played in recent months uh, he has got a lot of break and um, obviously and i actually asked this question and since you have asked this to me i can remember i asked a specific question to bumrah in one of the press conferences in the uk and he said that uh, because they look at the schedule very closely these teams and players and all so if you see that like in 2023 you will will have a 20, 50 over world cup so bumrah will you will see bumrah will be playing more 50 over cricket than uh, and less t20 cricket and we are seeing the opposite this time around because of obvious reasons and he also said that if like there is a world test championship final at the cards and, and important test tours uh, there then he will more probably focus more on uh, red ball cricket that's what he 
said in a press conference to uh, answering to one of my questions that's nice to hear yeah uh, like i specifically asked him about this speakers pick and choose thing all right i mean you you talked about asking some players some interesting questions and so on but you were in the uk recently covering the 100 yeah, yeah. weren't you i was i was what was your experience there covering the latest greatest format of cricket interesting format interesting format i i thought that 100 is designed uh, by the ecb many people uh, first of all i let me clear that many people back home especially in india uh, there is uh, there is a talk that ecb is trying to be a competitor of uh, trying to bring out a competitive brand uh, of ipl and all it's not that the target audience of 100 is is different like if you have seen uh, the tournament uh i think i think that ecb is trying to get a new fan base for the game of cricket they are investing actually so basically in the 100 games i have seen a lot of kids coming uh, coming to these matches with parents and for the kids like it was just a 5 pound ticket so it's is probably the cheapest way you can uh, go to a cricket ground in the in the uk um and uh, you know there is a lot of uh, you know activities for the kids during those matches so ecb prep is has designed this competition to uh, you know um to attract the these kids because if you have seen the setup of uk school system uh, in i think if i'm not wrong that they don't play cricket at the public schools uh if, if if you if you study in a private school you will have to you will get to play cricket mm. and also um cricket is still like most of the international cricket in uk is still not free to air uh so but 100 some of the most most of the 100 games were in free um, in is a free to air on it's on bbc so i guess i guess ecb is just this is more of an investment as of now the tournament is as of now is more of an investment of ecb to you know to get some new fans for the game that's what i felt no you're right i mean look i'm not against multiple forms of cricket uh, taking mm. uh, root and look at the end of the day it is also a earner as far as certain yeah. boards are concerned and you know players themselves are concerned so it's none of it is wrong mm. for me it's about well it has sort of pushed the first class structure of the test matches out of absolutely uh, out of the absolutely. calendar in august that i wanted to understand if when you had a chat with you know journalists and your colleagues in uk what is the way they are receiving it because they have been some of them probably have been watching uh, you know this uh, game uh, for a few years so what are their thoughts on whether it's a right move or not and what are your thoughts look regarding 100 i have seen some diverse opinions like completely diverse opinions among fans among journalists among all the stakeholders uh like if you talk about red ball cricket i have to say that in, in the county championship will see for i think for the first time that will see a county championship ending in october i mean they are playing first class mm. cricket in october in uk it's i mean who would have thought that maybe 10 years back but um you know i think i think if you look at the schedule post covid of schedule of all these boards post covid uh, the top cricket boards they are quite cramped you know because of uh, you know, various logistical issues because of availability of players all these issues broadcasting uh, issues also 
you are right that they because of 100 uh, they are first class cricket i would not say i use the uh, you were neglected but maybe maybe what can what is the right word i think i think these tournaments has overshadowed overshadowed their first class cricket a little bit uh but still i think um i if you ask me personally i am i i am quite okay with this format and especially knowing the you know objective of the uk that they want to have they want to get new fans fans for the game of cricket so i am quite quite okay with it but obviously i on the other hand i am not hmm. supporter of you know red ball cricket being neglected uh i think they have to at least their domestic schedule they need to manage it a little bit better agreed i mean probably they'll shorten some of the championship uh, rounds i mean that's not something that will be met with a lot of enthusiasm as well yeah uh, there is a debate also in the uk that if you have 100 then why do you need that t20 t20 that premier t20 tournament uh, but t20 tournament they have also different fan base because those are basically county versus county right hampshire winning this time and we had a wonderful finals day at a great final this year i was there covering the final also um, so they have the kind county loyalty there also because loyal county fans will go to these matches and all 100 is more of a you know more of a like new fan base it's not exactly the county fans 100 even those who haven't watched it, like i one of my friends his uh, niece i think i think his niece she is like 7 or 8 years old the first cricket match she watched on on live that was 100 and the, after watching those men's and women's matches back to back she is now a fond of cricket she mm. she loves cricket now um she she recent I, i i think after that she came for a test match fantastic so yeah so this is this is what i want to say that if your you know if your objective is good if your objective is obviously making money is important i know that but there is also you need to you know you need you have to be you have to sustain yourself you know to make money uh, but but i think i think ecb is doing a good job with this thing but as i am absolutely um, completely agree with you that their uh, red ball cricket needs to be you know especially the domestic one needs to get better needs to get a, a look in as well in terms of scheduling indeed i mean i think they'll work a way out so i mean i had opined it previously that you know multiple forms of cricket can exist and it's a good thing if they all you know at the end of the day still allow for the top format which which you know players agree and administrators may or may not agree is test match cricket and that's the future yeah. that's the future if you you will see the international cricket also in future you will see multiple form teams will play multiple forms of cricket Uh, at the, at different at, at different places so you'll probably see india and england playing a t20 game and in the uk and at the same time they will probably play a test match in the west indies india and west indies will be placed uh, play a test match because they, the talent pool is so much in these countries there, and there are so much of you know we talk about specific players for specific format as well i think most big teams these days have three different teams that they can put out if required of three formats yeah. and so on but not all the teams no no some big teams i agree i know what you mean so 
now if you were to go and talk a little bit about your experiences while you were in the uk did you get a chance to cover any women's cricket outside of the 100 and what are your thoughts on that uh unfortunately no i i was willing to looking to cover some of the games england some south africa women were there at that point they were playing some mm. way white ball cricket at that point by unfortunately i did not get that opportunity to uh, cover those matches uh but uh, in few, in in the past i have covered their t20 finals day at the hope so i was there in the uk in 2018 also and i specifically traveled to hope to, to cover their t20 women's t20 finals day and that was a wonderful experience for me wow okay do you think even bcci would be able to organize something like this if the same amount of enthusiasm is shown and they see it as you know something viable because we've been expecting a women's ipl for a few years already and it's 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 coming we here in the coming year so we are really looking forward to it as fans but do you see bcci also taking a leaf out of their english counterparts and organizing more and more women's cricket especially the shorter formats they have to i think this is high time they have to and i think i think now um, there is a certain amount of fan base for women's cricket in india also so yes as of now women's ipl is on they have a specific they have allocated a specific window also i think it will be a six team event if i'm not wrong uh, for the first season um so yes i guess i guess yeah, why not women i think i think we'll see a women's ipl probably next year well lovely to hear this from somebody who has a bit more know how than uh, some of the other people i usually talk to <laughs> so i really i'm looking forward to that you know the uk style uh, you know the format where there is a women's game in the morning or and it, and good to see that bcci is uh, uh, organizing it as a standalone event it will not be clubbed with the men's ipl ah so you're going to uh, say it's going to be probably held completely separately so yes. that it gets all the coverage yeah. rather yes. than getting clubbed as of now you know things can <laughs> change drastically well as of now that's the plan because in that march window australia men's team will be there in india also so they will be playing the test test series uh, so uh, yeah i mean i think i think i think we'll probably see the women's ipl playing alongside the men's you know test series right i mean let's see let's see how that comes up but i'm really hoping there'll be a nice window where women's uh, cricket also can be prioritized now if you were to take a quick look at pakistan england games so i understood you told me you've not uh, watched much of it we only followed a little bit of it so i mean this pakistan team plays a certain brand of cricket at least in t20s which is a little bit outdated don't you think that i mean this is just sort of a generic um, opinion rather than wh- whatever you saw from the england uh, series at home for them so they sort of play t20s more like what uh, you know csk has to do about 2013 2014 sort of era i think i think in australia it will be a test for pakistan team this team because on those big australian grounds on those bouncy pitches uh, their batting will be tested i think their batting is a little bit top heavy and they are you know in some of the these uh, asia cup matches mm-hmm. they promoted some of their pinch hitters and six a couple of sixes there and all so that worked for pakistan in the asia cup but in the world cup on those big grounds Uh, pace friendly if we have little bit of zip on those pitches uh it will be tough i think i think it will be it will be a challenging uh, prospect for the pakistan batting but pakistan bowling is looking good 
Shaheen Shah and uh, Nasheem Afridi, Shaheen Shah Afridi and Nasheem Shah taking the new ball. Mm-hmm. I think they have bowling has a little bit, little bit of variety, but on the batting front, if they have to chase big totals and all, you never know. I I I I, I would back the probably other team, maybe you know. Mm-hmm. But I think if they if they set a total one, if they can reach one sixty one seventy, it will be hard total to chase against this bowling attack. Right. I mean, that's the point. If you even if they get a little bit of assistance from the pitch, that bowling attack will be something else entirely. The fast bowling attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at the currently ongoing series, right? I think they miss Shadab Khan, both the spinner and the middle order finisher. So. you can see they started well and they really lost team after the 10th over in the first t20i because from something like uh, you know 109 in the 14th over they just could only make uh, 158 there a hitter would have really helped and i think uh, kushdil shah didn't come off they tried hyder ali at 3 that didn't work so they are trying shan masood in the middle order uh, or top and middle order because he's taking uh, fakhar zaman's place and i think it's temporary i don't expect uh, you know fakhar zaman will come back and he'll take the number 3 it's very pivotal he's sort of that uh, guy who can carry on momentum into the middle overs once this you know azam and uh, rizwan pair are, are done with their work so i mean there's a bit of work there from the batting order you are absolutely right so the first odi did the english batting surprise you because i mean hales came back into the team he's made a 50 harry brook who's the new boy on the block he's made 42 uh, so it's like at least the limited overs which are of england cricket looks very bright uh when josh butler took over as a as a full time captain uh, the team looked little bit unsettled when they played against india uh but now they are slowly settling down i think johnny weston is will be a huge miss for england i guess uh, in the world cup so you know and right. i never i think i think i think it can it can uh, turn out to be a different uh, i think it otherwise if johnny besto was there in the squad i would have thought that england and australia will be the two clear favorites going into this world cup but now um england need to find a batsman who can play the role of johnny besto mm-hmm. uh yes phil salt um, i think i think i i have high expectations from phil salt i have harry brooks he's a very good bat um, he's a very good batter um so yeah i mean uh, and I, i would like to see ben stokes i'd like to see ben stokes taking more responsibility in this team mm. i think i think uh, in this world cup i feel that he should bat high up the order how high do you think i mean 3 4 or maybe 5 4 4 not less i think he should bat at 4 all right interesting i mean nah, he has the explosive power and because he needs i think he needs to face more number of deliveries right 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 uh, makes sense that's that seems like an interesting suggestion as well i think uh, matthew mort is probably listening right i mean makes sense but uh, he'll probably adapt hope so and and and, and anyway england bat deep right in england white ball these england white ball teams they bat deep so i i don't think they have the you know they they can they think on the lines of getting bowled out that i i, mm-hmm. I, I with their play also i don't think that they don't think about uh, this they worry about getting bowled out right so they bat deep i think i think uh, ben stokes can play the role of someone like what probably yuvraj singh did in the 20s 2007 world cup for india mm-hmm. nah that would be a very good one indeed you're right sort of the power that he brings is always never in question so mm. uh, that's an interesting thing but uh, the second uh, t20 is currently underway and pakistan uh, 
have ended up conceding a big total 199 for england uh, batting first right so i think at least at the halfway mark england looked to be the favorites again you know their top order came really good so they had solid contributions from salt and hales and then ben duckett made 43 and harry brook 31 yeah. and moin ali finished off very strong with 55 not out the captain uh, so i mean at least at, as things stand they are the favorites in the second uh, t20a england once more right it's a longest t20a series a seven game series so there's plenty of uh, twist and turn left but uh, at least they are putting the right uh, foot forward england yeah they are they are I, and i i like the way their team management is uh, you know uh, give uh, i know that there is seven matches in the series but team management is willing to give chances to most of the players so i think first in first two games this oaks and uh, wood are not playing if i'm not wrong um so they will probably play the second half of this series without oaks i think their bowling especially in white ball cricket at the death overs looked bit one dimensional which i felt during uh, while covering their games in the uk uh, but this bowling attack looking is looking good ah with wokes and wood coming in absolutely absolutely so even wokes is probably going to make a point or two because uh, his place in the t20 world cup is you know not too sure as well so he was he's coming off an injury layoff he's always considered a long format bowler so he has something to prove because he can bat so he has something to prove as well there let's see if uh, he's going to make up yes but yeah i think i think he's a very good i think he's a very good shorter format bowler as well if you have seen his domestic record if you have seen his record for england white ball teams also um i think i think oin morgan as a captain he trusted him a lot with the uh, bowling in the death um even i have seen for his uh, domestic sides also he bowled uh, a lot of number i think he was one of the premier death bowlers in the uk maybe a couple of years back death white ball bowler mm so at least tom curran will not see much of um, at least he's not able to make a comeback with uh, any of these other formats he plays as well so okay at least england are really well placed as far as i'm concerned they'll be one of the challengers come the world cup for you they absolutely absolutely and look if you are look at the, if you look at their group also uh, i think england and australia will probably are a bit ahead of their other rem- remaining teams of that group yeah i think they will be the two teams that will be going to the next uh, step without uh, or next stage without too many problems so you can do we always try to you know tend to neglect new zealand in icc events <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think they have taught us in the last few years that we should not count them out as well somehow from the latest series that they played against australia it was a limited over series as well they didn't look all that well set mm. but you're right come the day come the tournament i think they always put the best foot forward and they can shock yeah. they're always called the dark horses they're never made the favorites yes and uh, if things go uh, as far we predict then sri lanka will probably will feature in that group also so and with the though it will be different pitches then it will be completely different conditions than what sri lanka saw in dubai uh, but i think i think sri lanka can challenge with the confidence in their team i think they can also challenge these teams as well they may not qual- uh, you know qualify for the semis but they can spoil the party for others as well no i expect sri lanka might actually surprise one or two teams because nobody gave them a chance in the asia cup i know they are playing in their uh, mm. more favored conditions 
but i think this team mm. has something more to it i mean they have the belief now after having won the asia cup they might say you know even on bounce year slightly different conditions they'll back themselves mm. to go further because all of these finger variety spinners they have and even the wrist spinner they have they can actually be a handful even on bouncy pitches because if you look at how afghanistan have fared with rashid khan and mujibur rahman those sort sort of spinners can be a handy bunch if they get their lines and lengths right even in australia right look uh, i think yes sri lanka we all believe that is their spin dependent team and uh, i asked this question again in a, one of the press conference in the asia cup and they are i think their bowling coach was there and he pointed me out that if you have seen sri lanka in the first first few games or maybe majority of the tournament they have bowled only eight overs of spin so they are banking on their first bowler they are they were grooming their first bowlers for the t20 world cup even in the asia cup mm. and dushwanta chamira will come back in the scheme of things for the world cup so sri lankan pace bowling attack will uh, you know will be handy and with two quality spinners there it's a good bowling attack for those conditions so sri lanka will not be you know over dependent on spin in australia right 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 it will be it will be an exciting sri lankan team in any case i like the energy that their skipper brings and the rest of the team uh, chamika karunaratna they are mostly utility cricketers but as a group they are far more powerful than those individuals that make up the group as goes the saying absolutely we can take a quick look at the limited over series that uh, indian women are playing in england so having lost the t20i series having uh, having put the right foot forward in the odi series with the first odi win where their bowlers did the job i think the second uh, odi was completely swept away by uh, our skipper right harmanpreet kaur the way she made her 100 absolutely it's a, it's a de- don't you think it's a deja vu of her innings in the semi final of the 2017 world cup against australia absolutely that was more like a 170 i mean that looked like an unstoppable inning so did this i think she yeah. if she had two more or she would have probably also hit that score <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah good to see that england india uh, women team is uh, doing well in the uk i know that is england this england side is a little bit depleted uh, but still beating england in england is always a you know huge for at least in women's cricket is a huge task absolutely and uh, and let's not forget that we'll have a women's t20 world cup also in ne- early next year in south africa so and uh, india will be you know obviously australia will be the favorites but uh, looking at india's performance in recent tournaments and with uh, women's ipl motivation of a women's ipl contract and all these things mm. uh, there so i think uh, india will be one of the you know key uh, content uh, contenders for the tournament also absolutely let's see if you know they are able to convert this promise because i remember how they sort of suddenly collapsed from nowhere and lost that world cup final it will stay with me for a while so i think they can uh, redeem themselves yeah but if you but if you have seen their performance against australia in this year's commonwealth commonwealth games final mm-hmm. i think they have made a drastic drastic improvement i what i feel let's see let's see if they are also able to you know uh, convert this into a title there is a title missing in the indian women's uh, international team for a while yes already. Now, if you were to take a quick look at some of the news off-field, so Surrey have been crowned the 2022 First Division County Champions, and they did it at home with some, you know, stalwarts of the of their uh, club watching, like Mickey Stewart, right? He's a non-Egyptian; he's there. He yeah, there. of course. One, so was his son Alex. But they were all there, and Alex is now the director of cricket at Surrey, and must be a proud moment for them to see, you know, how the way they beat Yorkshire. 
so somehow it's like the mumbai of uh, you know the england county mm-hmm. like if you beat yorkshire it's always a big mm-hmm. deal they beat them yeah, of course that was the game with which they won the uh, and remember it's a, it was a depleted sade side because most of the uh, top sade players they are on mm-hmm. national duty at this point absolutely i mean you, you can already see karan and all of these people already here david malan many people are here you're right you're right yeah yeah and but i think i think overall if you have seen saray uh, if you have followed saray cricket closely for last few years they have been producing these utility cricketers like look at the number of players currently in the U- in england team from uh, were from saray so it has saray has really become a pipeline for english national team and it's good to see these these players are coming up they are very good players they are very you know gutsy players i believe uh, like someone like uh, you know sam karan look at the way he you know transformed himself as a cricketer now he is you know probably in the in the 50 over t- team he is he is being uh, you know thought as uh, as one of the replacement for ben strokes he with the bat also he was batting up the order in the 100 uh, playing some extravagant shots uh, so yeah i mean i think i think i think uh, overall saray cricket is in a, a good uh, shape at this point absolutely and look Uh, I'll always like that they have a senior cricketer, senior pro. It was Sangakkara for a few years now. It's Hashim Amla, mm. who mm. sort of retired but has seen it all, right? Yeah. They have somebody mm. like this. He he's usually in the leadership group, but sometimes he's just there. Mm. In the they help these up and coming cricketers a lot. I've heard. Right? Mm. That has always of, been a Saray strategy. I can remember <laughs> Anil Kumble also being a part of the Saray team. <laughs> yeah, in the in the past, yeah. and they have the right sort of mix between locals and professionals or like uh, overseas players so you are absolutely right they are in they are in robust of health you may expect some more good results from them in the upcoming uh, seasons as well so congrats to sare from that if you were to move on robin uthappa has announced retirements uh, from a retirement from all formats so his international career we knew was long over but i thought he had a resurgence with ipl a couple of seasons back and he did not do particularly badly last season either Does this take you as a surprise that he retired from uh, all cricket? Um, um, a little bit, a little bit. I you can say, especially after um, last season. Uh, but but again, maybe maybe uh, you know these IPL teams, you know, they try to. I don't. I I know that CSK looks to have a, a similar kind of uh, similar group of players for few a few uh, few seasons uh, robin thappa yes probably he could have continued for one more season i guess mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's okay because these days uh, even if you are retired there are quite a few opportunities for players like these legends league and all these leagues coming uh, you know league happening so he might uh, also he can uh, now with no no ipl nothing no in- domestic cricket he can now try his luck in other other leagues also um, right yeah but yeah robin uthappa has been a you know he, i i am i am a huge kkr supporter so robin uthappa i have fond memories of uthappa playing for kkr um, i can remember some of uthappa's you know uthappa one i think one of the most impact players in the 2007 world cup uh, t20 world cup if you can remember uh, he's the innings he played at the top and batting at number 3 made a lot right. of impact on the yeah he, he used to be india's aggressor in the power play in that world cup and uh, he uh, had a role he, like there and he fulfilled it beautifully i mean later yeah, he could yeah, continue he or he couldn't retain that role 
but i think um, he did his bit and you would think he'd under delivered at the highest level but i think he would be happy with what he's achieved he won a world yes. cup after all yeah given the kind of talent he talent he had i think he yes he was uh, underachieved a little bit but he has his uh, you know indian cricket will always remember robin thappa that i can say you know you remember that uh, you know that uh, knockout like penalty style knockout with pakistan where he absolutely yes up and down <laughs> balls just hitting the stumps where people like afridi and umar gul are missing the ball all over the place yeah 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 so yeah that's what i say that's what i even even the knock he play the knock he played at the oval in that odi against uh, just before the world cup the 2007 right. world cup in the odi against uh, england so all those memories will all be there you so yes hmm. no i think we can wish utappa all the best in his second innings because i've heard him in the commentary box and uh, he seems like a very reasonable sort of a voice yeah yeah, yeah. he is he is actually he 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 has a little uh, very good you know what can i say he is one of those street smart cricketers and if you look at these street smart cricketers they are good, good commentators as well because they can predict things interesting so as a commentator i can i have high hopes for him and also if he plays in the leagues other leagues now he is free he is a freelance player now like he is not in uh, busy uh, so he can play all these leagues also absolutely i mean same for rana i think who also retired uh, earlier this year i'm sort of you know yeah. having something like this in mind and they may actually have one or two good years with the leagues as well uh, we, we you can't say mm. that they'll get some opportunities would be great yeah. right so just before you let you go did you get a chance to see this on, ongoing uh, amazing uh, road uh, safety world series and so on where so many of our uh, former and favorite cricketers are uh, turning the clock back including tendulkar i think today in today's game he's made 40 of 20 with three sixes and three fours yeah i have seen i've seen i've been seeing some highlights of of those matches mm-hmm. yeah so yeah great yeah i mean um, some of the players uh, like the way they are playing yeah bringing back memories of our childhood absolutely and that, i think these legends leagues and all these leagues of the former players is all about that you know you can revisit your childhood a little bit no you are absolutely right it's about bringing back those memories keeping us middle aged people still entertained so to say right i'm calling us probably yeah, you yeah. are not so old as me but all right no no <laughs> all right thank you very much for uh, your time it's been a wonderful chat and uh, you know it's been oh. very nice to hear some stories and some experiences that you've had uh, as a journalist look I, i think i think thank you for inviting me I, i i never get bored while talking about cricket you know so cricket is the only you know thing which has bound all us because you are in a different country i am in a different country someone else is in a different country like whenever you get the opportunity to talk about cricket i am always there so i i have really enjoyed this uh, chat wonderful wonderful thank you and i hope to have you as a thank you. guest sometime in the future would you like to plug hopefully would you like to plug any of your uh, social media outlets any other uh, site that you work for anything that you would like to uh, i mean encourage our fans to go listen or read well i'm uh, like i'm trying i know that being a journalist uh you have to be very active on social media but i am actually trying to get rid of my some of my social media habits but do follow do follow my 
you follow my what can i say youtube maybe you can i am trying to do some travel videos also because i am a huge fond of traveling right. uh so i'm trying to do some travel videos i'm on 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 do follow me on twitter also so i'm not very active on twitter uh but still all right i wish all our listeners wherever they may be listening from a good day and uh, it's a goodbye from both of us bye bye thank you this is the armchair cricket podcast